Sports Show presents House of Rugby. Hello, my name is Maura Trasnigul and you're all very welcome to House of Rugby. The Rugby World Cup is done and dusted and we're back with URC action and we have a full weekend of games to get through. And I'll do that in the company of James Downey and Pat McCarry. How are we doing, lads? Good, yeah, pretty good. Uh, I was just saying my top seems to be getting it smaller. It looks great. I, I, it's like, I think it's I think it's the wash that's doing it. It's not. Always blame the wash. Patch. Yeah, yeah. Whatever kind of detergent I'm using, I have to cut it. <laughs> no softener. James, we're back to URC action. Um, what is it like for the players? A lot of them have returned from the Irish squad now, coming from the Rugby World Cup tournament and that environment back to normal game week now with the URC. Well, look, for some players, I think they just want to get back on the horse and start playing again because obviously last game was losing a, losing that match to the All Blacks. And so it's a case of just get back into it, back into a positive environment, um, back to their mates, back to their, you know, just getting out there and putting on a jersey again and going for it because it's probably been eating up a few lads. You get to go away, you go on your holidays, um, you have a lot of time to think about it and you really just want to get on and get mm-hmm. back playing and forget about it. Well, we'll kick things off by looking back at the first Interpro of the season, Connacht and mm. Ulster in the sports ground on Saturday night. Three from three now from Connacht. And that's the first time in nine years that they've had three from three at the start of the season. And when you compare it to the start they had last season, it's a pretty good place to be sitting top of the table. Yeah, yeah. And I saw they, they it's actually eight from eight, I think, since the start of the year as well in the calendar year. Like so. Um, they're loving life down in you know down in Galway there as well. And oh, why that, wouldn't you? What a yeah. beautiful part of the world. <laughs> and the the beautiful uh, the beautiful pitch they have now as well. And I was kind of saying that um, yeah, just the style. Like when you're looking back at even the game itself, or even some of the highlights that are going as well. It's like it's worked out well for them. They probably had a bit of time to kind of get used to this pitch mm-hmm. and and kind of play around with it a bit more. But it's going to make for different types of games. And like the back line has kind of impressed me in their first few games. Like so. Uh, and that's even before you start plugging back in Bundiaki and Mac Hansen as well. Like so, uh, yeah, the exciting times from especially with the kind of like you know Wilkins now as the head coach and uh, you know Scott Hardy and stuff like that being added to it as well. Muldoon and back Muldoon again. back as well. Like Mark yeah. Sexton. Yeah, it's all working out well, and I think um, yeah, it, it's kind of it bodes well for where they're going. And then that like you can kind of see there's no messing around anymore in the URC. Like you kind of have to hit the ground running if you can and. Yeah. Uh, that's why I felt sorry for Scarlett sending off to South Africa for their first two games of the season as well so you can't mess around anymore you have to pick up wins when you can and Connacht have done it the right way like all of a sudden they've got a bit of momentum behind them so it's good to see Yeah and they're on the road now for the next few weeks now Saturday's game it wasn't a showcase performance from either side there was a lot of mistakes lack of cohesion and when you compare it to the first two games they had where they had a lot of flow maybe a bit more structure but this kind of win will really stand to them James and they came back from a 20 deficit to win that game how did they go about it? Uh, look to be honest I think that's the big point of the whole game is they were expected to beat this Ulster side as a young Ulster side you know a lot of injuries and they picked up a few more um, but this Connacht side had gone in favourites and how to deal with that favourites tag is, is going to be interesting going forward but third game and a half at home you know they go down and they dug deep and they ground out that victory, you know. And I think it's a case of there's plenty of talent out there. I think young Carl Ford's mm. been immense with mm-hmm. him um, the last couple of weeks. And you mentioned Pat Bundy's coming back as well. So yeah. it, like there's decisions we made and that's what Pete will want from his players. Yeah. He'll want to make tough decisions, not be able to just put players back in. They'll have to earn their spot back. And and that's what you need because you see that the other provinces, potentially stronger provinces, where they have competition and competition will breed success and uh, and we'll pick it up. But again, the pitch as well is is working extremely well for the way Connacht want to play. And, and we're missing Cordero as well, who's obviously injured yes, yeah, yeah. when he first went down there. And he was obviously a big marquee signing for them and they'll miss him. But he's to come back in the fold probably post-Christmas towards the end of the season. But it's exciting times, you know, yeah. but it is. It's going to be a different one. Three home games, three away games, tough away games. Edmund over to South Africa then as well in a bit of sunshine, no doubt. Yeah. But it's going to be tough over there. Yeah. And Pete Wilkins, after the game, he hailed the character that the players showed to stay mm. with it. And I suppose, speaking of competition, we saw JJ Hanrahan uh, play for them in the first two rounds and he was immense. And then Jack Carty he didn't have a great game on Saturday, but when it came to it, when they needed leadership and when they needed someone to grab hold of the game and make decisions, he was there and he showed such composure to to get um, Kilgannon over for that try and yeah. even his kick to touch as well, just mm. to take control of the game. Yeah, no, yeah. And that's it. Like he's, and that was his first game back as well. Like, and, 
uh, or first kind of proper like you know proper run out for him as well like so it's he'll benefit from that as well and yeah just like even there we were mentioning a few players like Tom Farrell has been brilliant for them as well like and he's that guy, partnership has been immense yeah yeah like the and he's a guy you like I saw recently he had his 100 cap for them and, and even that's what all the injury issues he had because he was like on the verge of getting into an Ireland squad before he got that kind of he had a couple of serious injuries yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like he's back in great form everything seems to be going well but yeah they still needed to get back and that's why someone like Jack is just kind of mm-hmm. he's ideal for that and, and let's even see with this pitch over the next course of the season will will he even benefit from that a little bit more as well like and uh, almost I like go back to this like I saw some kind of fans were getting excited because they're like year after season after World Cup like back to 2016 and could it be our year again and and like it could be like you just have to get momentum right? mm-hmm. it's all about momentum in this league and um, that's why I almost like yeah the fact that they might go to South Africa might, might stall that momentum a little bit but yeah just pick up the wins where you can like and they're doing the job exactly yeah and, and it's a, sorry it's, it's an intense couple of weeks as well as you know it's like there's 12 weeks running straight be it with Europe yeah, as well yeah. so you need that squad depth Jack's first game JJ's going to play you've got to have quality if you lose a couple of players you've other yeah. players to step up so it's all about that squad depth especially for a Connacht who normally have pretty good front liners and then a couple of years ago if you lose one or two you struggle yeah. so now it's a case of right we've guys who are ready to step up it's going to be attritional next few weeks so players need to be ready to pop in and they're all experienced players which is exciting uh, speaking of squad depth, you mentioned it there. It's worth mentioning again. It was a young, inexperienced Ulster side that came to Galway and they were missing 11. They made 11 changes. They were missing 19 players before the game and then to lose Will Addison in the mm. warm up as well. So they were fairly depleted and they had control of that game. Now, Connacht had the majority of territory and possession in that first half. But on the scoreboard, Ulster were ahead and they'll be very frustrated that they didn't they couldn't see it through and I suppose that shows lack of game management maybe in that closing period. Yeah, and look, I think with with Dan McFarland, he will be very frustrated and letting that one go, also going against his former side in, in Connacht. But I think if you look at it, he's blooding some younger players, take the positives out of it. Jake Flannery, they're mm-hmm. really putting mm-hmm. a lot into him. They're giving him plenty of game time at 10, which is great for him. So he's got to get used to it. Um, yeah. It's only a couple of games in from. Hopefully they'll give him more. I'm sure they will give him a bit more game time there. And all these young players are getting exposure. But that's the difference again. And we saw with Leinster in week one when they played some younger guys that that's the level they have to reach. And they've got to understand that. They were unlucky with some injuries. And I'm sure he will be frustrated. But they were close. And they probably should have. They should have done it. They didn't. But they'll have to regroup, go again because they don't get any easier. Jake Flannery... He mm. really has um, taken that role that he has gotten two starts so far and he has stepped up to the mark and it's important for him now to get that continuity and it's oh. worth giving him that game time. Yeah, and especially like, you know, with Ian Madigan having to retire then as well and um, yeah, that kind of, you'd be almost worried in a way like that that depth wasn't there for him. Like that Munster might be worried about as well now that uh, Carberry's injured. Like, so you might think, is this guy going to be able to handle it? But he started off well. Like, you know, like he's done all that he can do. Like he... Like it was interesting to see when when Sheridan made that break that you had Shannon on one side and Flannery on the other. So they they were they knew what they were up to. They know to follow the big guys and stuff. And and then to kind of have that kind of, you know, confidence to kind of kind of burst on through was good. So he, that'll do wonders for him. Like and um now I know he's not a young guy as well, but like James Hume, it's good to see him back and in a, a bit of decent form as well. But Sexton, you know, looked decent. There's yeah. there's some positives for them there. But yeah, if if they can get something like a good run out of Flannery, like that's that'll be massive to them. Yeah. Another positive they'd take from the game is the dominance they showed at the breakdown as well, because that's some an area that Connacht smothered them in when they played the quarterfinal up in Kingspan last year, and that's an area they had targeted. So Dan McFarlane would be happy with the fight the players showed um, throughout the game there, really. Yeah, very much so, and I think Dan would understand what it means going to the sports grounds, what Connacht will do. Yeah. Obviously, what they did against them. questionable decisions has to be said as well. Uh, yeah, okay, look, but that's part of it, you know, yeah. and I think that you get the rub of the green sometimes, but he would have said, look, if, firstly, you go to the sports grounds, you got to front up, and if you don't, it's going to be a long day at the office because yeah. you know that Connacht are always going to bring that passion. They have a lot more than that now, but ultimately, they do have that. Breakdown's always going to be tough. There's some quality players there. 
But I thought they did extremely well at the breakdown, you know, and he'll be happy enough with that. But it's just about what will disappoint him is just letting it go yeah. in, in the key moments when they should finish a game and they don't. And again, they're all learnings. Looking at Ulster's season now, we always have such hope and expectation. But when it comes to the closing end of the season, they can't deliver or they haven't delivered in the mm. past. What would a good season look like for Ulster? Oh, a good season. <laughs> would probably be a frustrating season for them as well, like because it would be getting to the knockouts. Uh, well, maybe again of like, uh, yeah, doing okay in Europe as well. Um, and then kind of getting to the knockout stages as well. But yeah, if they get, if they fall short again, they'd be disappointed. Like, because they're always there or thereabouts. They have brilliant home form. They have that rolling mall that kind of works like a dream for them. Like even Tom Stewart and the quick tap penalties. Like, they have a good steady base, like, but it's always like kicking on or pushing on to the next level. And, and even like, like we were chatting to like Stephen Ferris there when, before the season started and it's like he was just trying to pick their back row and you know pick their like it's just like that's where they're shortest I suppose so if a couple of young lads can kind of really yeah. become senior players this year like um like let's say Crothers or Sheridan or something like that like if they could establish themselves in the first team like that could be a positive to kind of build on then as well and then yeah, whenever they get kits off then <laughs> from yeah. his parties over they in South Africa. They as haven't well. done a lot of sign they haven't made yeah. a lot of signings. So will they struggle for, with debt? Um I guess we're gonna find out yeah. now because they're down so many numbers. But again, they're gonna have that injection of Irish players back in, the couple of players back. So they're gonna hopefully bring a bit of experience back into that side. But again, it's it's I agree with Pat and if they can get to kind of knockout stages in Europe, they'll be happy after a while but I think it's if you look at the side they're building a side they're trusting mm. a new 10 there's a lot of new players in there um, again they're not going to want to ride a year off but look it's going to be a tough season Pete Wilkins said that a good a focus for Connacht now is improving on their away form they only won mm. three out of nine games away last year so what are you expecting from them now over the next few weeks? They have Edinburgh away and then two games in South Africa, the Bulls and the Sharks. Uh, yeah, um, I suppose, yeah, they'll be then targeting Edinburgh. Like, you know, they'll be mm. going there. Like, you know, Edinburgh put out a pretty decent side against Leinster and they kind of, they, they had a bit of a comeback, but they were handily beaten. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe go after them, see if they can get an extra win and then go and see what you can get from South Africa, really. Just like, yeah. it's not like... Uh, it just depends how those games go. Like, you know, Connacht have gone in the past, like even last season, and they gave it a good rattle, like when they're in the, what was that, the quarters where they went up against the Stormers as well. Like, so they... they, they, they Connacht, they beat uh, Ulster in the quarters. Yeah, and then yeah, played the Stormers in the, the semis. Like, yeah. Semi, yeah. Um, so if they can go and do something like that again, yeah, they'll fancy their chance, especially if they go with, if they can take a bit of win and momentum over it, they'll be looking to kind of go, come back with a few points anyway from South Africa. But yeah, it's a good thing to kind of work on, isn't it? Because the home form is so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and as you said, if they can kind of now maybe just like, if, yeah, if you all of a sudden drop in the likes of Beelham, Hansen and Bundiaki into that thing, maybe save them for South Africa in a way that they'll be kind of almost coming into a fresh or give, bring them off the bench against Edinburgh or something. And then you just have like, yeah, lads, you know, like Connor Oliver doing great, like Kilgallen, if he gets a clear run, like he's at such potential as well. Like, um, so yeah, there's a lot going well for them. So if they can, yeah, they will be. They'll be going to Edinburgh to try and get themselves another win and then see if they can kind of carry that into South Africa with them as well. A new coaching ticket, it has to be said again as well. So they'll be pretty pleased with how things have gone. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a case um, that like Wilkins been there. They've all kind of been in there in some regard, bar maybe John Muldoon who's been across in Bristol. Yeah, mm. and Fardy's something different who something will have different, different ideas. Yeah. Again, he'll have that Leinster IP of knowing what it takes to, to win something. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he's only had a small stint in Japan, but I think even with your Mark Sexton, that's quite smart, you know, promoting from within with the academy. He was in a towards the end of last season as well. So players are getting used to his way of doing things. Um, he's very progressive from what I hear um, and players speak very highly. So it's a happy environment, which is great. They're winning, which is great. And now, as we say, the test is Edinburgh and two games in South Africa. It's tough. But it's doable, and that's the challenge that Connacht yeah. have to have to do to kick on to take that next step. Edinburgh's going to be on a artificial pitch again, so it's something they're used to. That's four in a row. South Africa, like that's going to be a hard ground as well. But South Africa is a tough place to go. But they'll be missing, of course, their World Cup contingent. Yeah. Though they're still celebrating, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. Like and and rightly so. And but I I think Connacht could quietly be quietly confident, especially yeah. if you get a result in Edinburgh. 
your tails are high and then that's a challenge for the coaching group. Yeah. Can we win away from home? And the Sharks, when you look at their start of the season, they have no points so far. So, you know, they could take a scalp there. Yeah, yeah. It was actually, yeah, it was only when you mentioned it. I think the the, the major players that started a lot of them, like played a lot of minutes in France are probably not going to be back till December then as well. Yeah. Like, so it's a good chance. It's a good to, time to go there. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. But yeah, Scarlets are a different level because they're just all over the place. Like, so, but yeah, Connacht can kind of go and say, yeah, let's go and kind of like, let's see if we can kind of ride that momentum that James mentioned and kind of take on. It's it's a great time to play the Sharks. Uh, well, the Sharks particularly like over yeah. in South Africa because they'll have a lot of their big guys out then as well. So yeah, uh, yeah it, there's an opportunity. Like I suppose if they can get like, yeah, two wins out of those next three games, like all kind of away stints, like, like almost do what Munster did, like, you know, like, yeah. um, and kind of, yeah, like, a, like that could kind of make their whole season. They could all of a sudden have themselves a nice platform then after that. And they'd be in a good position then when Leinster come to town oh my then God. in four <laughs> weeks time. But looking at Leinster now, they secured their second bonus point win on the trot in the RDS. They beat Edinburgh 36-27. It was a strong Edinburgh side, including tips Ben Healy. A bit of a scrappy performance from Leinster, but still a job well done. Yeah, very much so. I, I Before the game, I kind of looked at both sides and said, this is a great opportunity for Edinburgh to try and turn over Leinster. Mm. Um, obviously, they've lost their first game there at the RDS and they hadn't lost a game all, just one game all year last mm -hmm. year, so they equaled it. So first game up, I thought Edinburgh might have said they're vulnerable, great opportunity. They started okay, Edinburgh, and then... I don't know, their game just fell apart, really. And then they opened up again, Edinburgh, in the last mm -hmm. 20 minutes. But game was away from them. So credit to Leinster. They brought like, more experienced players back in. Thought they'd play conditions a lot better. Uh, Jamie Osborne's left boot was pretty helpful in, in, in those conditions, blustery conditions. And just Leinster just overpowered them, really. You know, that experience that they brought back. And they've got pe plenty of quality. And it's, again, it's we see the younger players that they're producing yeah. and bringing on and all getting game time, Prendergast getting game time at 10, Jack Boyle playing at Loosehead, getting more game time, Paddy McCurdy off the bench. Like there's yeah. all these young lads who are getting exposure against quality opposition, uh, against internationals mm -hmm. and they're starting to hold their own. Yeah, it was a bit of a slow start as James mentioned there for Leinster and um, they were 21-6 ahead at halftime and they were really clinical but then Edinburgh rallied and had um, that comeback in the second period. So what will Leo Cullen take from this game now? Uh, I suppose just, yeah, the... The main takeaway, I suppose, is the performance of, well, it's like, yeah, some of these lads are just plugging in so well, like, yeah. and like, even there, James Colhan, like, played number eight, and all of a sudden, look like, look like you've been there for a couple of years, like, and, uh, like, Barron, all of a sudden, like, slotting in for the likes, like, Sheehan and Kelleher, he's all of a sudden, the next one off the, the lot then as well, has looked really good, and then, yeah, Jamie Osborne, like, as, as James mentioned again, like, it's great to see him back, like, he, like, We'll probably touch on Calvin Nash a bit later, like, but he seems to have used that experience of being in Ireland camp and really kind of just came mm -hmm. back, you know, hit the ground running as well. So he'll take a lot from that. The set pieces were, were kind of going well, like mashing themselves over for a couple of tries. So uh, that'll go well. And then I think maybe the big one, like, is maybe Harry Byrne. Like, he had a couple of nice moments. And, like, I know he had a penalty coming, but that was a brave throw just over, like, uh, Van der Merwe for that uh, Defrawley try as well. Mm -hmm. Like, so... Um, Byrne is a guy like you know that if he could like I mentioned Kilgallen earlier like Harry Byrne can get that run like that Ireland 10 jersey is still up for grabs in Absolutely, a way like so yeah. so he'll be obviously like hoping to and Prendergast is right behind them and he had a great kind of kick through as well for one of their I think the Tommy O'Brien try wasn't it like but so that position is there like you know no one owns that Ireland number 10 jersey so like the likes of Ross Byrne Harry Byrne will, and Prendergast like it's it'd be fascinating now over as James said we have a stretch of like 12 weeks in a row like so anyone can make a play over the next while. Like. Yeah, they still have a bit to go to reach Leinster standards of play, but it's a good position to be in that they're winning games and still have these work-ons as well. And I suppose, as Leo Leo Cullen said, after the game, the most important thing this time of year is the accumulation of points. Yeah, exactly. And while their international players have their break and then they come back into it and they filter in and Leinster gets stronger whilst down the line towards the end of the season, he can game manages players as yeah. much as he can then and now whether they do or not given what's happened the last two years you know that'll be interesting if he decides to rest players come big games before big games um, I don't know if he's going to go with that attitude but it certainly gets these players exposure yeah. comes up to the level and he's got quality coming back into it which is only going to raise standards and be tougher again yeah 17 players away at oh, the World yeah, Cup yeah. so you know when you think about all the quality that 
has to come back in. And you would be hoping, as you said there, that they won't slot in straight away, that there is that competition for players. Now, like Tommy O'Brien has, or Tommy O'Brien has mm. been amazing since he since the start of the season. Certainly has. And he was so unfortunate last year, missed the whole season pretty much with his ACL. So he's come back so strong. But his work rate, um, his work ethic is second to none. Mm. He does everything perfectly nearly yeah. you know he, he just grass he's a great like he chases down kicks he chases down lost causes and he gets his rewards you know and you, you need those lads on your side just yeah. the hard grafters and just reward for him that he's getting picked week in week out and it's a matter of does he slot in now when yeah. the others come back and it's all about this conveyor belt that they have at Leinster to keep it going it's building depth the whole mm. time and when these players are called upon to to have this these games banked they'll have the confidence to step in yeah, yeah, like yeah, like Russell and Turner and stuff like that who are so kind of handy for the Osborne. back line. Osborne, yeah, yeah. Like um and then like the yeah, you actually like yeah, talking about like Tommy O'Brien, I remember like going down to Athlone and Ireland where you know, when he was in the under twenties, I think he was captain the under twenties at first stint, um, he was training with the senior side and the senior guys were like a lot of them were very impressed with him as well. And I think that was maybe three, four maybe four years ago now. Like and you you would have thought that he was the next guy to really kick on uh, where someone like Osborne now was, you know, like in the Irish setup, he's ahead of him in the pecking order. But if Tommy O'Brien can kind of, again, another guy with, with a clean run ahead of himself, because like, so all of a sudden, like it's a clean, not a clean slate, because this guy's a test kind of quality behind him. But like, if if O'Brien can kind of like, if he can have a good solid run of games as well, he can force himself into that Ireland yeah. setup as well. Like, because now you can see he's a bit like Ringrose. He's probably better in the centre, but he's playing on the wing now at the moment. So, um, so yeah just having guys like that like will be so handy and then yeah like then all of a sudden like we're talking about maybe three or four guys getting dropped into the Connacht team you're having a whole squad coming back to yeah. to kind of play for Leinster as well like so just uh, yeah exciting times for them but yeah the likes of Deegan and Penny are doing a good job like and there'll be lads kind of yeah like, it'd be interesting to see training I suppose James if you've kind of ever experienced that like you know when the big boys come back from you know test camp and you're like oh hold on I've been playing well here like yeah. you know how it goes I, I think it's a case of that you've got the jersey and yeah I think the the staff, especially the players, be very aware that the players are coming back, and it's a case of okay, well, they're not just going to take it; they've got to earn it back. Okay, some of that can be just oh yeah, yeah. but it's <laughs> yeah. such and such or whatever, you know. But but there is a case of the player goes, well, I'm in here, and it's that's where it comes up to Leo's management now of how many he drops in. Does he drop everyone mm. in? Because if you saw what Ed, the Scottish sides did, they did half their contingent back, played the first couple of weeks, then they'll go away, have a break, and the other half will come okay, back. Yeah, yeah. So they've kind of drip-fed their players in, so they weren't pretty weak at the start, and Leinster will have to manage that and manage it quite quite. And well, it's a tricky enough period for Leo Cullen and the management team as well, because Stuart Lancaster is gone. They're still waiting for Jacques Ninabar to come in, so they're still in this transitional period. Yeah, and that's tough again, like, because they'll have had different coaches and Andrew Goodman coming back in kind of halfway, and they've had different coaches. Yeah. And someone might have a different mindset. And Jack Ninabar, as we know, has a certain way of defending with South Africa, different way with Munster. So are they going to bring that system in where they're shooting yeah. from the outside in? And like it's there's a lot of things up in the air and there's a lot of learnings. And Leinster with that, with Jack coming in can only get better. Yeah, it's a huge it's coup for Leinster yeah. to have a double World Cup winning head coach mm. coming into the team now. What will he add to the Leinster environment? You just like you talk to any of the guys who when he was down at Munster and um yeah just like some of the speeches that he'd be given you would hear like you know and telling them like what it meant to go win the ball at the breakdown and you're doing it for your family and you know like and you know like that would work for some guys yeah. some guys might be like hey I'm just here to play a match like but yeah like some guys that really like he'd feed into that and you could just see with South Africa like you know um. There's some great kind of like analysis after World Cup of just like just how like rabid their defense almost was and kind of the pride they took in that as well. And you have your kind of like your your kind of leaders kind of in different kind of units going around kind of and like Peter Steph de Toy or something like that. And like so he might see things that he can kind of he might already have looked at the Ireland game, even though Ireland shaded it in that game or he'll have looked at Leinster last season and he'll be looking at this guy can even he like in his opinion can improve or I'll give this guy another role as well. Like so. Yeah, and defense is kind of big thing as well. Yeah. Like and um, yeah, like Leinster aren't short in many areas. Like you know, it's like uh, yeah, they're just like they're just that far away. The last two seasons, yeah. You know, like, so. I, I've written down here against Larsha last year. They were beaten by one point, two points, two points by Munster in the semi final, yeah. three points the year before in the um in last year's final, and one point against the Bulls in the semi final. So they're 
so close. They couldn't be any closer. But if they could bottle some of that Springbok mentality and that, you know, I suppose resilience that they have and bring it into a Leinster team, like it's scary what they can achieve. It is. And it's it's such a game of small margins, you know, and if Leinster get the rub of the green on one or two occasions, we have a different conversation, you know, and I think it's with Jack coming in, the defence, defence wins championships, you know, you can have the best attack in the world. If you can keep a team out, it's priceless to you. And I think mm. that that's, if you look at Gla uh, the Glasgow game week one, Leinster's defence is pretty poor. Again, against Edinburgh, fine for most of the game, but when the games that make a few changes in the games, um, you're comfortable, yeah. Edinburgh come back into it. And he won't have that defence's an attitude, so he's going to be working on a player's mindsets. Yeah. Um, not, being ruthless out there and not letting teams score and get over for easy scores, like winning by 40 points, that's what he's going to want. Mm. And again, that can only make this Leinster team strong. And again, coming down to these big game fixtures that they've lost by one score. It's cup rugby and the Springboks know how, how to win. Do they don't know how to lose yeah. is another way of framing <laughs> yeah. it. And they only conceded eight tries throughout the whole World Cup. So defence is definitely going to be a focus point for Jacques Nienabar. Mm. And I suppose that's where Leo Cullen will want him to focus his yeah. energy. But has that been the missing part in these cup games that Leinster have lost? Yeah, like um, it's that kind of like that loss of control maybe in the second half of games. Or, or it's like well, I suppose the big ones that they have lost, well, they lost the Bulls and then they lost to, and it's all about the physicality. That's the big thing that everyone says. It's like, like La Rochelle are just a physically bigger side, like Will Skelton, just like superhuman against them. And like the likes of like Antonio coming off the, like, you know, the bench and stuff like that. Like they're, they're just these big guys coming at them. And, and Lencer's big thing was like, um, they just got pounded and pounded and then they just couldn't hold them out. So yeah. how do you kind of fight that smart or, you know, like, or what guys kind of have to kind of come up, come forward and lead the line and who, who are going to be your leaders and stuff. And so it's, it's that kind of thing where, and then it's like, it's, it's in the middle of all that. Like, yeah, you need your smart decision makers as well. Like who's going to get you out of trouble or who's the guy who's going to make the call or bring it on him. Cause you saw in that champions cup final where like they just, uh, Every time they had a chance to clear their lines, they'd fluff it, they'd shank a kick out or something like that, and or somebody would drop a ball. Like so, it's that kind of like drilling that into focus. Now, like how much can you do that in training? Like and really put put each other under pressure. Like but like the the handy thing is like that they just look at Ireland almost in a real like they have South Africa. He can take some of his errands for that, but Ireland are pretty strong defensively as well. Like and you saw that in even in the game yeah. where they kind of held out to South Africans as well. So like the. The building blocks are there, like so. If he can come in and just make a couple of tweaks, that's what everybody's hoping for. It yeah. can it can make a big that's difference. That's it. It has been such fine margins for Leinster when it comes to the business end of the season. Versatile players like Jamie Osborne and Kieran Frawley might be very excited about the prospect of Jack coming in as well with South Africa's approach to versatility. Yeah, I think so. I think mm. these players get to a stage in their career where they want to start fitting in somewhere and it's fine when you're young and you're kind of like get a little bit of exposure and then you sit back when the internationals come back they'll want to push themselves on and and play and we, like you mentioned loads of the tens earlier Pat mm. and we probably forgot like Frawley's there as well who can slot in yeah. and he yeah. he's slotted in at midfield and he's probably going well I want some game time at 10 as yeah. well and I'm going in at, at centre as well sometimes you can be you can fall into that a master, you know, of uh, uh, Jack of all trades. Exactly, yeah, yeah master yeah. none, but like it's not that they're not, but it's a case that he's versatility. It'll probably get him on the bench or something. Look at a Jimmy O'Brien, he's versatile. Mm. Does he nail down one slot? He probably should, but where is it? He's another one who's a 13 as well initially. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, like, it's there's plenty of quality players who will be demanding game time, and yeah, I wouldn't like to be picking those teams every week. <laughs> Next week for Leinster, they're on the road against the Dragons. They were dispatched easily enough by Munster down in Cork last week. But it's worth reminding people that Munster were beaten by the Dragons last year um, in Rodney yes, Parade. Yeah. And Leinster have struggled in the past there. But is it a straightforward enough win for them? It should be, yeah. Like, And they probably will filter. I wouldn't say you'd say all, you wouldn't see all the Irish guys back, but you'll you'll probably get five or six or something like that to kind of, they might do it similar, like just kind of filter them in over the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, it should be. I remember that game, yeah, last year. And it was, I remember Fekitoa struggled in that game and O'Mahony kind of was, I think he was injured and they targeted him for one because Rio Dyer was just, uh, kind of class act like for them like but yeah I remember like the and that was back when Munster we were all worried about and kind of like and mm -hmm. then they ended up going winning the league like but yeah that's a place where Johnny uh, Johnny Sexton never play over there once in his career over there you didn't used to see a lot of the Irish guys making the trip over and but they'd always have enough in the tank they should they should do as well like they should um go over and get a result and 
uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of see. I suppose that'll be it. Like, is there any stuff to work on? Is there other couple of guys like like the the fact that like it's interesting to see Penny is kind of getting a lot of time and a lot of minutes, and they've kind of placed a lot of responsibility on him over the summer. Like, had him captain and the side and won the preseason games as well. Like, so, um, yeah, a few of those guys would be yeah looking to kind of impress because. You know, you might have the likes of, you know, you normally see it at the RDS or something, but you see a whole international squad of players out on yeah. the bench or something. So if they're looking over to the sideline, they might see like a few of the big guys back mm. from the World Cup. So, um, but yeah, here's your last chance to almost kind of go out and give it a crack and then you start bringing them in. But yeah, I wouldn't be too, I don't think I've ever been too fearful of an Irish side playing yeah. against Dragons. Well, <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> um, if we turn our focus to Munster now, the reigning champions, they go into this season now with a target on their backs and they've hit the ground running, really. Um, the performance wasn't the best against Benetton, but they're in a pretty good position sitting second on the table. Yeah, and look, it's, I guess, when you're champions as well, you got to grind out some results and it was tough over there. I've never seen as many errors as I had, um, but they recovered, they got a result and you move on with it. Like, you know, I think the unfortunate thing is now Joey Carberry had mm. been playing extremely well, uh, had a great chance and now he's just yeah. been struck down with injury again, which is so frustrating for him. If Tony Butler, who steps up in the academy and, and gets a go, but... It's what an opportunity, as I saw it, for, for Joey to really yeah. kick yeah. on it, you know, and just kind of and with Jack coming man back. Man of the match performance in the first game there in Thoman Park. Oh, it's, yeah. But look, the, Munster ground out and they yeah. did enough. But like we mentioned, Calvin Ash, he's yeah. been in superb form and um, he's put the disappointment in not making a World Cup squad. Came yeah. back, great attitude um, and has shown that... He's one of the top players down there. Yeah. They crossed the whitewash seven times on Saturday in Cork and Graham Rowntree, as he did last year, he put his faith in the young guns. He had seven academy players yeah. in that team and they've really stepped up. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Um, yeah, but even so, who was it? Ben O'Connor was on the bench as well and um, everyone's excited about Brian, like Gleeson, like the, who's done so well for the under-20s and uh, when you look at him, he's yeah. <laughs> only 19 years old. Like, he's such a physical specimen. He's yeah. so strong and he just looks so comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's the idea of like, um, no, again, like, yeah, like you have like Ken, Kendall and like you might, but like the idea of putting like Leeson and Coombs in a back row together is kind of very exciting, like for a Munster fan, because like Coombs, for his try, just took around three lads over the line with him as well. And he's a guy who kind of, like, will he ever get that chance with Ireland? Yeah. Like, you know, like he's kind of, he does everything he can for Munster. Like, and, um, but yeah, Gleason is kind of, um, like, I think Zebo talked about him doing a bit of training with the, the senior guys and he's just coming in almost a bit like Ty Byrne used to do when you heard about him being yeah. a young guy at Leinster, like just coming in poaching and kind of getting stuck in and having like no bother to him. Like, and so that's great for them. And, and then they're all excited about like Ruin Quinn as well. Like, so, um, yeah, they're, all of a sudden it's a very exciting time for, for Munster. Like, you know, they did some great work because they almost like the academy wasn't producing that many people for a while. And now all of a sudden it is yeah. like there's almost like four or five lads coming through every year. Like, so like everyone's been talking about Ian Costello and the work yeah, he did Costello, in yeah. the academy. And they train with the senior team as well. And Graeme Rowntree's motto has been, if you're young enough, you're good enough. And he showed that with Tony Butler because he didn't go off and get a, a short term signing mm. with Carberry out injured. And he put faith in him. How did you think he did? Pretty impressed with him, you know. It's like I'm sure it was on his mind. Of, of, of I know he'd been traveling reserve for the last couple of weeks and they'd been using Rory Scannell as the backup 10. So for him to get a chance to go in there, I think it'll lose confidence the world of good, you know. Obviously, Jack is back now as well, yeah, but yeah. again, Graham has to manage that, you know. And kind of does he just slot Jack back in, gave him a few minutes, but you can give the guy a bit of confidence and, yeah. and ride, ride the momentum of it, you know. Again, it's going to be tough. Uh, how he does it but these young guys getting exposure as you say Pat there's plenty of quality coming out of that academy which which can only be good yeah. uh, and you got to push players on and again standards rise when you've got young guys chomping at the bit behind you well we have to push you on now James you have to run out the door he's a busy man James thanks a million for being with us Pat thanks. you'll stick with us for another while will do yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Pat the only one left with me now. <laughs> Homegrown players, as we mentioned, has been a huge focus for Graham Rowntree. And you mm. mentioned Ruan Quinn there, but that second row partnership of Adogbo and Ahern has mm. been working so well together. They're both so physical, so strong, but they've got the hands they've shown as well with the, the slick passes, the offloads and everything. And when you look at Orgy Snyman injured again, he's going to be on the sideline. He's so unfortunate. And mm. um, when you saw what he can do, 
when he came off the bench in for South Africa. But to have these players now and to have that partnership in the second row for a period is huge for Munster. And it's incredible that these young players are coming into a winning side. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, um, I think I was chatting to CJ Stander there like a, a couple of months back and he was just talking about like just how when he was over like commenting, I think he was for Supersport at the, at the final between the Stormers and Munster. And he was just saying that just like you saw these lads as young lads and now they've come on and you know like they've almost like he was saying they've grown up so much in the space of like a like since even he was there like in a year or two and like yeah like there's so much potential there like in them and um but yeah like it's like i suppose yeah again you're looking at i know snyman might be out again maybe till the new year but like yeah you have client as well like that and like that they have like if you could if you have that as a unit keep them all together it was great but to, to be able to have a dog bow who kind of and it's it's almost like this raw potential. Like a heron seems to be maybe a, a tiny bit further on, but a dogbo is kind of just like scary potential. Like you yes. know, like so. Um, and Roundtree, like it must be so great to be a young guy down there. Like to see that. Um, yeah, they're like they're not going on names. Like if you go and you kind of front up against yeah. the lads and training and stuff, you'll get your chance. Like, and that's the thing. These players know that if they play well enough, they're going to be given the chance. And even when things were going against Monster last year. Roundtree's and his coaching ticket they stuck to their guns and mm. they did that and they awarded players and yeah. for players to know that and to have that confidence and to know they're not going to be beaten if they try things and they don't work out they're, the confidence is put into the players they're given that responsibility and they're taking their chances yeah yeah like and it'll be so interesting like you know when they have their interpros and stuff this year and like that they're the champions now as well and, and as you said like they're their, how they carry themselves and then having the big lads drop back in and um you know you wonder you wonder kind of like they have it like senior players like I know Earls is gone now but like Zebo, uh Murray O'Mahony like how long are they going to stick around for like or is this the the season where they kind of like hand it off to the younger lads then as well like so but there definitely seems to be like yeah like the confidence that would have given them like and Crowley like as a young lad but Crowley feels like he's been playing for a few years he carries himself again like that kind of guy who's the leader like and and these lads will have benefited because like the, the worst thing you want to do and that's why even the Leinster lads might have worried when they lost that first game of the season is like when you want the big lads coming back in you want to be kind of showing them that like you know you've put a win and run together you've yes, put in good exactly. performances and and yeah like that how much is that going to benefit all these guys now like that like yeah like a dog bone a heron like it's it's so promising isn't it and although the I suppose the pressure for a trophy weight is off now the monkey's off their back mm. Munster won't want this season to be or won't want last season to be a flash in the pan. They'll mm. they'll want to build on that. They'll want to try new things. Um, how far can they go this season? It's very hard to back up a trophy winning season. But yeah. what what would you predict for Munster? Um yeah, like like I was talking to like when James earlier, like when, when James kind of came in and we were getting ready for the show and I was saying, I wonder if sides will look at what Munster did last year and kind of try and time a run for like the end of the season because that all of a sudden, they went to South Africa, uh, you know, we were on House of Rugby last season before they played that first game in South Africa saying this is on the verge of being one of their worst seasons and yeah. they went, picked up a couple of wins, knocked over Leinster on the way to winning, you know, going to South Africa again. Big Glasgow the like, on the road as yeah, well. Like yeah, like inc incredible run of results and um, they just turned it all around so much. So that's going to stand for them. Now what they have to do in Europe as well is they've got a good seeding then because of that. So then they have to take advantage of that then as well. And so like Europe, they won't be getting too ahead of themselves, but they'll probably say to themselves, mm -hmm. could they do something in Europe? And it might see how the first couple of results go for them as well. But uh, that and then just defending you know, like, you know, like Roundtree will want improvements as well. Like, and those young lads are now like not only got a year more experience under the belt, but they're also champions as well. Yeah. Like, so he'll want to see them carry themselves like that a little bit. So those interpros would be kind of fascinating to watch as well. Yeah. As Graham Roundtree said after the game last week, he doesn't want them to stand still now. Mm. They have to keep moving. What are their main areas of focus looking at the first three rounds? Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting. Like the, the centers, like, you know, like Frisch is someone who, like we we're already talking about guys who kind of could maybe break into the Irish setup, like Frisch or someone like he missed the game there at the weekend. But like that partnership, which probably like you have Sean O'Brien who's come over from Exeter. You have uh, Nankeville, then who came over from New Zealand and then you have uh, Frisch. And then Cascanel might, as you said, cover a few of these positions. Like, But yeah, the centre partnerships, if they can get kind of an established kind of set up there, if they can get Conway back, you know, like, uh, you know, now that especially the Earls is gone. Uh, like Daly is already looking good because like Haley's out then as well like so there's a kind of few guys that are it's a big chance for them almost like yeah. you know Conway will come back and like Calvin Nash again like you're looking for lads to kick on to the next level like 
an interesting guy for me would be someone like Kendallin, like who kind of is again highly rated. Um, like like I said, like Jack O'Donoghue doesn't ever seem to be like his window seems to have closed with Ireland, but is still a great provincial player. But someone like Kendallin could kind of come on and kick on again this season. Like so, they'll be just looking at a few players to kind of see if like. Um, because yeah, that that experienced core that Munster had for so long, they are gonna move on. Like Earls has moved on. Like who knows how much O'Mahony might play for Munster this season? Um, so then who's gonna kind of kick on there? Like mm-hmm. so, yeah, th- those lads. It's like if they can really sh- sh- front up in a few really big games, then that's what Roundtree will be looking to see. Like so, it's it's time for. It's strange to say because they're the champions. You're like, but if they can see more guys stepping up, that's what he'll be like. Yeah, if he can get four or five guys that you can start saying these are on the the team sheet every week, he'd be delighted with that. Their biggest test of the season so far comes on Friday night. The first Interpro they face Ulster, a team they beat in Belfast last year. It's always a fiery encounter mm, when these yeah. two sides come head to head. What are you expecting? Um, yeah, it'll be like, yeah, like I think Ulster are going to, I think they need any players they can bring back. I'd be interested. I'd, I'd be interested to see what the update is on, on Addison or something else because he's such a, like, he's such so a, unfortunate with yeah. injuries. Yeah, and it was all like a different different ones and he was back and I think himself and his, his partner like they'd welcome the baby and he was back playing again. You were delighted for him because he's such a nice guy as well. Like so hopefully nothing too too bad with them. But they have um O'Toole's out, but they have mm-hmm. Henderson and Herring to come back in. Um like it's good to see Stockdale scoring again, isn't it? Like um tries again and looking decent. So um just some positives there for them. But uh, and then it'd be interesting to see how, how many people Munster bring back into the mix as well. But this will be like I've, I've even said I've been guilty of almost like a bit of post World Cup hangover myself, like where you're like, okay, like you know, it's like let's it's I, like I'm sure it's the same for some of the players, like let's get into this again. Here yeah. we go. But a big game like Munster and Ulster will really help there. Yeah. And, and yeah, as you said, there's always a little bit of bite there between the sides, like so. Almost if we get, if we can get that in the first fifteen twenty minutes, we'll be happy and it'll help <laughs> yeah. tee things up for us. Yeah. With our Irish caps on now, we're at the start of a four-year cycle. Mm. I know it feels like a very long way away now looking ahead to the next World Cup. But a lot of standout performances in these first three weeks from an Irish perspective. Who has stood out for you? I know we've mentioned a few names so far, but if I was to push you for three players. Um, excited. I have like, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like Deegan again. Like Deegan, like Max Deegan is a guy who I would have just like I think he's got a maybe one two Ireland caps like but I would have put my house on him like a few years back he mm-hmm. was in the same kind of was crop. he player of the tournament in that yeah, under 20s championship yeah, yeah. cuz he was he was at the same crop as like Porter and Stockdale and he he James Ryan yeah yeah and he looked like he was going to be the guy and um and then he had that those kind of issues with like how much weight do I put on here and do I still kind of retain that kind of athleticism um so someone like him like there still is a chance like when you see that like Irish back row it's like you know, you have Doris, you have Van der Fleer, you have O'Mahony, how long he's going to be around for, and then you have Jack Conan. Like, so there's there's an opportunity for someone else to push themselves in there as well. Like, so someone like Max Deegan, uh, Stockdale, like, will he ever get back to those levels again? Like, you know, I, I remember even talking to, like, some professionals and it's that kind of breakout two years that he had, 2017 and 2018, and they were just amazed at how everything was bouncing his way. If he chipped it and they were like, surely that, that look is going to run out. And But he's... I don't know, he seems like in a better place mentally anyway. And he's kind of maybe realized that like, I suppose it's hard when you're a rising star yeah. as well, but like that maybe rugby isn't the well, be all he was brought into and, camp yeah, just that was, very that recently could, before the World Cup, you and, know. And it goes to show, yeah, the Farrell and they, they like him in the squad. Like, so they think there's potential in him there. Like, so, um, but I was excited at the weekend to see uh, Jamie Osborne then as well. Like, so he, he again was another guy, I suppose if, if we're ever talking about a rugby player, injuries is just mm. something you always have to mention. But like, he was looking like he was going to get his Ireland like debut like he, this time last year because he started the season off like a rocket. So if he can come on again and, and, and do well, like there is all of a sudden because we were only talking about it ourselves yesterday in the office here, like for Sports Joe, like we we're saying that wingers, like you had Mac Hansen and James Lowe. But then after that, like it's like Balakoon was supposed to be the next guy, but then he yeah. kind of fell out of favour. Stockdale's kind of there, but you would never put him in. Like, so who's going to challenge the likes of um, Lowe? Well, and Jimmy Hansen, O'Brien... Like, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll feel that he didn't get enough game time during yeah. the World Cup, you know, and even Lindsay was saying it on last week's show. Every time he got the ball, he looked so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and th- yeah, didn't he do so well when he finally got his chance? Yeah. I think I was, we we would do a thing where we select teams. I think I was selecting with every team like e- each week because I, I kept thinking he was going to get his chance. Like, so it was good that he, he acquitted himself well when he did. And yeah, he's a guy. 
um, who's really come on as well. The, the one thing, yeah, like I was kind of even saying from an Irish perspective was who's going to be Hugo Keenan's competition and who's going to be uh, like Loosehead's like competition for Andrew Porter as well. Because you saw as good as Andrew Porter was, like it just went against him in that quarter final where penalties mm-hmm. started going against him. And and like we often leave him on. He's like like our version of Bongi. Like it, the South Africans, like you flog him for like 65, yeah. 75 minutes. Um, but who's gonna like with Keen Healy being injured? All of a sudden, we were really short. Like so, I'm, I'm trying to even think of the likes of like Paddy McCarthy, like a young guy, like a at Leinster or something like that, or or Buckley down at Munster. Like if you can have someone like that, maybe bring him into the squad mm-hmm. over the next while. And then yeah, like I, I would have always thought Mike Haley as a backup for for you know um, Hugo Keenan, but he's injured now. So again, does that fall on Jimmy O'Brien again? And yeah. As as James was mentioning, like you have your guys who cover every position, but they're they're not an expert in one. But yeah, like who's going to be Hugo Keenan's backup? Because yeah. we could do it maybe giving someone a couple of games in the next year or so. So just keep an eye out for that, I'd say. And of course, the big 10 question, but we'll oh revisit that again. It's a bonus episode, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we finish up, another bit of news, of course, is that David Humphreys has recently been appointed as, per- appointed as performance director of the IRFU. He succeeds David Nusifora. A great opportunity for him. Mm. There was talk of Razzie there was talk of Joe Schmidt does he feel like the right fit yeah like and like it, it makes sense when you hear, heard about it like um because I was at a, a game like an Ireland game and like you know walking into you know down Lansdowne Road and I saw David Humphreys you know just outside the stadium and it was so funny to me as someone who grew up watching the kind of Humphreys versus you know Raj battles yeah. and stuff and and those games in, in Paris where like O'Driscoll got the hat trick and stuff and Humphreys was so crucial in that game and like so it's almost like this guy that you grew up like brilliant player but he was walking down the road and like no one was near him or looking for autographs and I was like that's strange that's David Humphreys over yeah. there little did I know he was probably over for a job interview that day <laughs> doing a bit of like research like but um, yeah like really good like really well respected like you know did a good job when he was up at Ulster as well then went to Gloucester almost been out of the picture a little bit recently that's yeah. maybe maybe why it surprised a few people but uh, yeah like New Sephora like definitely in terms of like what Ireland are doing and the kind of relationship we had with the senior men's guy uh, side and then the sevens has worked really well. Like, so um, the one thing maybe news for is probably the, um, what would you call it? Like the, the, the flaw maybe in a system was the, the women set up and how that was all going. And like, that was under his watch as well. Like, so um, they've made improvements there as well. Like they're still not, it's still not there no. fixed yet. Like at least the, the women went on and, you know, won the kind of the third division of the, the WXV as well. Like, but if, if Humphreys can help there, that'd be great. Like, News 4 did seem to have his eye drawn, like, this is my view now, like, towards the men's game and stuff. And, and that's probably where the money is coming in and stuff. But yeah. if Humphreys can kind of make a, a few improvements again or... And help. the club game as well, I suppose, needs a bit of love because yeah. they probably felt that they didn't get as much care and attention as they should have and that yeah. that has kind of fallen with the women's game as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you even saw, like, the the AIL final there last year as well and a few guys were like there wasn't a talk about it like there were you know when Terry and Ura were kind of you know playing and they were kind of just saying like just lads here up against like you know Soroka was playing and a couple of kind of former kind of provincial players as well and like there's a chance there like maybe like well, Dylan Donlan has proved that yeah yeah like and, and like so is there another way of looking at that where like there's a pat back in or you know like you can watch that a bit more closely should there not be this big gigantic leap between the levels yeah. as well like so um, yeah like and, and the, the kind of talent is there so if there are two things that he can improve on and then um, yeah every you know put at the top of his list as a World Cup semi-final again yeah. in, in four years time or something but yeah like it's New Sephora like I suppose you'd ultimately be look back on the guy who kind of laid the, a lot of positive foundations as well like and and Humphreys yeah like again from talking to people behind the scenes seems to be a guy who kind of is very much clued in like so Well he comes into the role with a lot of experience as a former player director of rugby mm. and his most recent role there with the England and Wales cricket board so with all that experience and his experience on the ground you'd imagine that he'll he'll have all that experience bagged to bring it into this role because it's a it's a it's a huge role and it's a huge yeah. responsibility. Yeah, and it's like um, like what they're starting to do is very interesting. Like, because it's like it's this talent pool where like we were all sitting down talking to David News for a lot around this time last year, and there was talk of like emerging Ireland and um, you know, people complained when they sent him off to South Africa, but then you had like the likes of Calvin Nash and Frawley or whatever would would come true and um you know like you would have lads and would end up playing for Ireland then yeah. off the back of it and um and just talk about doing that again maybe this year like going doing another little kind of mini tour and getting everybody together and giving coaches experience like 
Wilkins had the experience when he went to New Zealand. Like, so it's kind of future planning, like the likes of even they're talking about maybe going to play teams in New Zealand, going to play teams in France as well. And, and like giving games to these guys and kind of yeah. building up that pool. Like, so, uh, yeah, there's lots of making there. the unpopular decision. Yeah, yeah, because that was not, you know, like I was yeah. probably one of the people giving out about it. Because, like, yeah, it, it takes away from the URC a little bit where, like, okay, we're going to need these players to go off and play the Griquas, you know, down in South Africa, like, or the, the Cheetahs as well. Like, and, but, like, they're needed for their provinces. Like, but they're kind of saying there's a bigger goal here we're, yeah. we're aiming towards. And, um, so yeah, as you said, sometimes they, yeah, you have to make the, or you have to take the flack and you have to come forward and just, and, uh, but the good thing is, I suppose, New Sephora as well was like, he used to have a couple of these kind of briefings and like you could ask him any question you wanted and he might not give you the answer you wanted as well. Like, yeah. but at least he kind of was, was visible, like, which is important too. What will David Humphrey's, Humphrey's biggest challenge be, do you think? Um, yeah, well, I mentioned the women's game there as well. Like, the, like, again, like he, you're, you're, you're not, you can't control everything. Like, you know, like what women's rugby is kind of needs is like, like I'd love some kind of like European club competition, like yeah. where like even they go challenge themselves against English sides or a couple of French sides as well. Like, so if they could kind of kick that on, like I know the URC, like Martin and I has spoken about it, like having like a women's URC or something, but um, they've already done it. I suppose with the Interpros, it's a, it's a decent competition as well, but you just kind of need more games. for More it game time. And that's, yeah. I suppose, why the WXV was brought about, that yeah. they have more game time. Now, I don't know how much that will have benefited Ireland. Now, they did finish top of their group and they will be in tier two yeah. next year. So they need competitive fixtures. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big one for them. And then, um, yeah, like it's even, it's, yeah, it's it's how, it suppose it's Ireland's, it's a problem, but it's great. It's like it's the backlog of players coming true. Like and like remember, we had even talked last year of like when Newsfor was up of saying like because London Irish were in trouble at the time, and you're like, do you want to take over London Irish? And like it was the whole idea of a fifth Irish province as well. Like, but it's like how do you keep these young guys in the game? Like and yeah. and maybe that is having the club, you know, competition. Like a the, <laughs> like a lot of clubs like, like Young Munster and Gary Owen would love to kind of have a bit of ele- elevation again or players maybe that filter like you yeah. can go back and forth between your clubs as well like and and given that a little bit more shine if they could like because you know there is no real a competition anymore yeah. like so all you're having to do is these emerging tours like so um if they can come up with some kind of other meaningful competition yeah. to give these guys decent game time because like as as like somebody had even said there like that the likes of english clubs and and you know welsh clubs will be looking at the irish players coming out of the academies if they're not getting games they'll be like come like yeah. here's a fully developed player, you come play for us now. Like so, they have to kind of have a, a bit of a pathway mm-hmm. as well. Like and give game time, like for for the men and the women. So I, I don't know. I don't and know the women's how to game as well. Like, I, I think he will have to relook at the contracts as well. Yeah, well that's it's it. It's not sustainable. It's, the way yeah, they are at the is, moment. Yeah, it's either kind of it's this or or nothing. You yeah. Know, like so, it, can they be a bit more flexible? Like there's a lot of really good players that have like jobs that kind of you know like can. Like maybe in time they could filter that out, but it seems to be kind of like this is the way or or that's it. Yeah. And you have to live up in Dublin or, you know, like so. Well, I don't envy his position, but. I know, yeah. <laughs> the more you talk about it, the more yeah. tough it gets. Yeah. But it is exciting and it feels like the right mm. time for um for Ireland. Well, thank you, Pat. Thank you to James who Thanks, has James. left us. That's all <laughs> we have time for on today's show. A very exciting start to the URC season and The Irish teams have hit their straps already. We'll be back on House of Rugby next week. Until then, from Pat and James, who has left us, I'm Slongafold. Sports Show presents House of Rugby.